Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. I thought I would open uh, this podcast with a, a hip song that it, so that we would appear to be hip. And so this is that one by Farrell. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. I don't know if it's Will Farrell or who. Have you heard this song? Oh, my God. Yeah. Haven't you? A million times every um, day. First time for me. I've never heard this oh, before. My, I am sick to death of this song. You are? I'm sick of it. Can you shut it off? Yeah, turn it off. It's, the problem is it's got such a, a contagious beat to it that it's it's hard to get it out of your head. Yeah. And That earworm phenomenon. It, it is. Yeah. And it just, I can't take it anymore. Every time it comes on the radio, it's everywhere. People are adding it to their YouTube videos when they, you know, video their dogs playing in the beach and all. Yeah. It's, I can't take it. Yeah, here's the, here's the other one. Uh, I forget what the guy's name is. Walter Walters or Marvin Marvin's. Uh, uh, Philip Phillips. <laughs> he was one of those talent show winners. <laughs> and this song... is played to death on commercials. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Enough already. American Family Insurance. I know. You know the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know this one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, turn that one off too. It's important that people stop playing songs that we get tired of. <laughs> Let's know. issue I'm this sure out. everybody else is tired of them too. Yeah, they are. But it's, you never know. They've overstayed their welcome. Yeah, but and but how do you ever know when the saturation point is? When uh, people's ears start to bleed and they're running around stabbing, like yours are right stabbing now. other people. Yeah, I want to yeah. stab somebody right now. Hey, speaking of songs on commercials, um, there's there's one for a commercial. I think it's a combination uh, spot for Apple and for T-Mobile or one of those other carriers. And it has basically an exercise theme uh, that you you know you can time yourself, you can check your uh, self uh, on your phone to see how your workout compared to the one you did before and how fast you're going and all of that. Mm-hmm. And they use this music. See if you you release a foster remember this music. <laughs> 
touchdown every morning ten times not just now and then give that chicken fat back to the chicken and don't be chicken again no don't be chicken again yes i remember this song we used to play this song on the on the show that's right and and i think most people who see these commercials now think Oh, that's very that's very cute. That's interesting. Uh-huh. But this song novel. No, we started it. Yeah, yeah, we did <laughs> sort of. So one of our listeners turned me on to this. It's yeah. called the Chicken Fat Song, <laughs> and uh, old timers would remember the uh, musical, The Music Man. And there was a guy. The music Man came out about the year 1962. Good morning, hands on hips, please. Now then, touch your toes with me. Ready. And that was pretty much coincided with John Kennedy, the president's idea that we want to get our young people in shape. We've got to get them exercising, and so let's let's. He had the creator of the Music Man, a man named Meredith Wilson, write a special song that would get kids up and moving around, and they would play it in schools uh, during uh, you know PE time. And they'd play this music, and kids would be jumping around or doing sit-ups or squats and all that sort of stuff. That's great. And uh, and all these years later, uh, whatever that is, 42 years later, it's still kind of infectious. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't hate this song. This song makes me happy. Yeah, well, it's cute. It's It's got clever lyrics. And and, uh, the TV commercial version, my favorite part, is right near the end. There's a woman and a guy at twilight running with each other down a pier, and the the woman gives out a little squeal because she's trying so hard to win this race. And that's, that's very relatable and yeah, fun. It yeah, is. it is. Makes you want to get up and do stuff. It does. Uh, and so I do. Every time I see it, I get up, I grab another beer, and I come back into the room. So <laughs> very smart. Hey, uh, this is our first podcast since uh, the Fourth of July. And I think I made my most extensive away trip ever uh, this 4th of July. We went down to Central Oregon, and it was very nice, very fun. There's so much to do down there, uh, fishing and swimming. and. Did you do all this? Trail. Did you fish and swim? I did not fish. However, I want to bring up the fishing thing in a minute here. Okay. Well, I'll bring it up right now and get back to the 4th of July. Have you ever... Have you recently, or in the last few years, gotten into something that you you immediately just uh, just embraced and got said, "Oh yeah, this is really cool. Why wasn't I doing this all my life?" Well, that's what it, that's I have this recent fly fishing experience, and now I just think it's fabulous. And I thought all these years wasted. I thought fishing was just sitting on the shore or in a boat drinking waiting for something to happen and it usually didn't and it, it really it, you know i don't want to get too wild about it but it's a zen-like quality to it yeah it's just especially if you're with somebody you're just chewing the fat out there talking and that sort of stuff and i went out on a lake with a guy and um we had these hooks that are catch and release hooks oh that's mostly nice. successful sometimes they doesn't work but uh so i caught you know three or four fish, and pretty big. They were rainbows, and I thought, yeah, this is really cool. This is fun. Uh-huh. But it wasn't just about catching fish. It was really about the whole experience of being out in the water on a nice day. I'll tell you why I can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. 
Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun. Where you left a row half done. You claim that hoeing ain't no fun. But I can prove it. You ain't got no ambition. Gone fishing. Well, you're you're at that age where you, you have to reach a certain age, I think, when fly fishing becomes um, attractive. Well, it is. I mean, I, I get it. Because you I, don't see guys in their 20s out there. Well, I think you do. You do? Well, I mean... Uh, what was that? What, how old was the guy Brad you were... Brad Pitt. How old, <laughs> how old was the guy you were chatting up? My age. Yeah, see? Yeah. He was an octogenarian. <laughs> it's because there's not much movement required. Well, I don't... <laughs> Papa Bing, I've stopped by your place a time or two lately, and you aren't home either. Well, I'm a busy man, Louie. I got a lot of big deals cooking. I was probably tied up at the studio. You aren't tied up, you dog. You're just playing old gone fishing. There's a sign upon your door. Pops, don't blab it around, will you? Gone fishing. But I don't, don't think it's that. you just stand there? No, I know young people fish. I mean, it's a, it just depends. Was, was my dad a fisherman? No, he wasn't. So if you're not exposed to it, you're not into it. But have you like have you fished like have you fished off a charter boat? Have you fished? No, off? Where, that's really did fun. I? that's I really remember. fun. The reason I'm I'm a little doubtful about it is because I know I didn't catch anything. Uh, maybe we did in Hawaii one time or uh, so. Did Mexico. you for the fly fishing? Do you have the the boot the waders where you go into the river? No, in this case, it was in a boat. Oh, in a little boat. Oh, okay. We went so out you into the water. And you kind of, rather than casting a lot, we do, you cast, then you troll. Right. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. And then this fish, is, this lake is small and it's stocked. So, you know, you have to be a complete schlub not to eventually catch <laughs> right. a fish. And you're going to. But I remember as a kid, we, my dad would take us from our little hometown of Bend and we'd drive to the Oregon coast once in a while. We didn't really go anywhere much. So if we did, it was a big occasion. So we would go past this place on our way to the coast, and it is big sign. You can see the billboards coming, and it said, Catch a fish, guaranteed. Can't miss. <laughs> right. And and we would go. I don't know how much you'd pay in those days, five bucks or something. Was it catch. a little lake or something, or a no, pond? It was it was a swimming pool. Oh! <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was a guy's swimming pool. So you could basically just jump in and catch one with your hands. Yeah, and it looked like the pool didn't have water in it. It looked like it had tar in it because it was just black with fish. There's no way you could not catch a fish. But even in that circumstance, it took me a long time. I don't know what. What were you using for bait? I, I don't even remember. They give you that, of course. I'm more than happy to sell you the bait. They were probably in the back, in the back shack just going, oh, for God's sake. This, this. this is the stupidest kid ever. Let's Look take a picture him. of him. Look at him. Yeah, what, a, what a dweeb. Aww. But uh, but I rem- so I remember that, and, I, and remember the when you're a kid, especially <laughs> if you're going fishing, you want to catch fish. Yes. I mean, you don't want to sit I, around. I don't think that's that's limited to just kids. Well, I suppose. But now that I'm older, old, I mean, it, there isn't it. You you get uh, hopefully you develop some intellectuality through your life, and and then you you're not just thinking about catching fish, but you're thinking about. Hmm, this is a beautiful day. Look at that. Look at those flowers over there. Gosh, that sky. I hope it doesn't rain. Well, look at that. Oh, we don't. Gosh, dang. I mean, there's more things sure. to it than, uh, sure. than the fishing. Absolutely. And, and, so, and so, 
So did you? So let- I just my 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 question to you is: Are there things uh, that you have gotten into that you had no interest in, and all of a sudden, boing, a light comes on, and you said, "Gosh, this is great! This is really fun." I know I didn't. I don't really ask you to think about it beforehand. I mean, are I you really like into sewing anything. now? You know what? That that actually is a good point. I got into quilting. I thought, oh, really? <gasps> I'm going to make quilts. How fun is that? And I had visions of working on quilts by the fire in the winter time, and some some great indoor activity and turning out these gorgeous things. I got through two and a half quilts, and I said, that's enough. I'm and done. I sold all my quilting fabric. I sold. I invested a lot of money in the sewing machine and the quilt cutter thingy and the little seam iron and the and and the quilts are were kind of crappy to be yeah, honest with you yeah. i gave one to my aunt and i haven't seen it since <laughs> she's probably used it for a horse blanket You'd or probably something say i haven't seen her since yeah um but well, yeah so i invested a lot of money and yeah well just, that's the problem did you invest a lot of money in your no, fly fishing I, stuff because that's so expensive far. yeah it fly is. fishing is expensive yeah but i've done other kinds of things and I guess the definition of, I mean, that's a word called dilettante. I, that's what I am. I, I'm into something for a little while, and then, <sighs> yeah. I think I'll go do this instead. Yeah, I, and I had so. the the other issue I had, or the other thing I got into, and you remember this, I was into submarines. Yes. Um, I started reading every submarine book I could get my hand. We talked about it on the podcast. You were so into it, and I so I gave you... A uh, complete box set, a voyage to the bottom of the sea. You're this, so kind. This to support hoary, my obsession. Horry TV show from the uh, <laughs> 60s or yeah, 60s, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it had a submarine in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only sound I can remember from it. Yeah, I, I devoured every submarine movie that I'd never seen. I gave and... you Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, the Disney movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And... and so, did you watch them? And what'd you think? I um. Did... And we got a lot of stuff from uh, listeners to the podcast who had ideas about, hey, you know, there's a submarine museum down in Portland, Oregon, or there's this. You can I know. Go here. I know. I know. Well, what? I'm over it. I'm done with submarines for right now, I guess. What is that? Why does that happen? Dilettante. I was like, yeah. just, oh my gosh, it's so fascinating. It's and a passing it was, fancy. It, it was a passing fancy. And yeah. maybe, I don't know, I maybe I'll... Maybe I'll go through it again because I do think they're interesting, but I don't want any more submarine stuff right now. And that's why I, I actually brought back your videos. Unwatched. I did not watch them. Because by the time you gave them to me, I was over it. Yeah. Oh, and by, I didn't, I didn't by have the, the heart to tell you. <clears throat> oh, man. That's a I didn't have the that's heart. Because you blow. were so excited. You're like, oh, Lise, you're going to love these. Here, here. No, I didn't think you'd love them. I, but I, they had submarines in them. Right. I thought if you love submarines, you're going to like all things submarines. Yeah, Even I know. Stuff, you, you go into a submarine shop, you know, and get you know, a sandwich. And that's, that's the problem. I had a, a cousin who collected, um, who, who loved elephants, all things elephants. And I re- realized at one what, point. the ivory? Or? Just, just oh. no, just. You know, elephant yeah. dish towels, elephant. Yeah, people, we have friends who have have this obsession with owls. But people, people, me, my Felix the Cat collection. But if, are you tired of people giving you Felix the Cat stuff? Though? There's nothing left. I have everything. Right. I think. But are you? So you're not over that because I mean, you know, you've gotten too much Felix the Cat stuff. When if you can see pinned to the wall behind you, there's a pair of Felix the Cat <laughs> yes. female panties that somebody gave me. Now you know you've got enough stuff. Yeah. But she was really tired of. I just. I hope nobody gives me elephants anymore. I can't take it. I can't take it. 
I don't want any more elephants. But she created her own hell, you know, by making everybody aware that she loved elephants. Well, she might not have made them aware. She might have, people might have just come to her house and seen that, you know, she had elephant poster or whatever. And and then then you go, oh, I know what I'll get her. I'll get her something with an elephant on it. I know a guy that uh, was obsessed when he was a young man, later became a, a quarterback for the University of Washington. But he loved Joe Namath as a kid, glowing everything Joe Namath. And he had a picture of Joe Namath in his office. And, and so I'm in a bookstore the other day, and I see, hey, there's a book of Joe Namath biography. It's it's an old one. It's it's called I Can't Wait for Tomorrow Because I Get Better Looking Every Day or something like that. And uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. He was such a hot dog. Yeah, I know. But... Um, so I, I picked this book up, and I think, oh, I bet he'll like this book. And uh, and I, I and I know he's not going to care about it. In, in fact, he probably already has it, and he doesn't even know where it is anymore. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, well. well. <clears throat> and that's the other thing. When you get something for someone who has a certain interest in something, and they already have it, that's a huge letdown. And that happened with our friend Dave Tavers, who... Uh, is very into the the ghost town of of uh, Bodie, California. You've heard of Bodie, yeah. And he actually has done their website, and he's fascinated by the ghost town. Loves all things Bodie. And I thought, what a nice gift to try. Submarines to get. are kind of Bodie. What? Oh, sorry. So I went on. I thought I'm going to find something that he, you know, something that'll be great, some piece of Bodie history or something. Went on eBay and. Looked and looked and looked and and finally found I don't know what it was some old hey, I can't even remember he'll probably call me and tell me and I'm all excited and I wrap it up and I send it to him and he goes thank you thank you for for the Bodie thing I already, now I have twenty I of already them. have yeah <laughs> and I went oh really and he goes oh I'm sorry I guess you shouldn't tell people no when you already you have shouldn't tw- have Dave if you're listening. <laughs> That's tacky, man. Don't do that. It hurt my feelings. Yeah, there must be other people that are as into Bodie as you are. You could give them that. Which I guess goes back to it's the thought that counts. Yeah, but or as is far it as a gift? I mean, we've talked about this. I yeah, guess it's, no. it's a perennial topic. But yeah, I mean, I'm the kind that will never tell anybody that. Oh my god, I hate this thing. Really? Have I given you stuff that you hate? No, you you have a remarkable ability to come up with novel things that I wouldn't even have thought of that are just i love i mean this room is filled with things you've i know given me. i would like half of them back too well because they're really cool you can claim any of them you want except those <laughs> the what the reindeer and santa <laughs> that du- dueling banjos that's your favorite it's it's fantastic i always thought you were a little bit odd love the Avon costello you can't have that back yeah, either because you liked those kind of crazy and it started with the like the billy billy bass Billy Billy Bass Mouth. Remember the singing fish on the plaque? Oh, God. Oh, you don't like that? No, here's a, that's another good example of what you're talking about. I have an entire box filled <laughs> with Billy Basses or singing lobsters or all that people gave me through the years. Thinking, oh, he must like this stuff. That's so, what I thought. What happened? Oh, I mean, what am I going to do with them? I, they're, they're a novelty. They're fun for about 10 seconds. <laughs> No, I think I took them all off to Goodwill. Oh, my God. They went an entire section at Goodwill. <laughs> Billy Bass section. Clothing, skis, Billy Bass. It, it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. But you're right. It kind of wore off after a bit. Give a little song I wrote. Might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. I did I'm make you. I'm surprised you don't have one up here. Well, I have one in the garage. I'll show you. Okay. I actually I don't saved one. I don't need to 
No, you don't need to see it. But that's a, that's the thing, though. We and now, you know, I've been married for a long time, and we have well, this room is an example of the rest of yeah my life. I love your studio. We've got all this junk, yeah. and we've got to de junk. I mean, we're starting to think about selling our house, and if I'm going to show a room like this, I can't have all this crap in here. No, it's cool crap. Why no, not? No, that would be it's so... It's a studio. It's a working room. It's your I'll office. I'll keep the studio, your... but i got to take all this junk down on the walls. Oh, it's It's a, a silly. Shame. No, it's not. It's. I'll it's... take a picture of you, and people yeah. can judge yeah. whether it's overburdened with junk. Here, I'll take the picture right now while I'm thinking about it, okay? okay Stay right where you are. Because the great thing is you have you have these photographs. You have pe People have done drawings for you. Well, it's all meaningful, but and, uh, it's too much. Too much, I tell you. I like the picture of you in the Superman outfit, drinking a beer or drinking something. You've got pictures of the Almost Live cast up here. All right. Hey, there's a picture of Joel McHale up there, too. Yeah, I'm, gonna shoot, I'm shooting this photo right now this will give a folks just bill nye's up there you've got brooks Macbeth. you've got all sorts of great richard peterson yeah i mean it's just pictures too much. of your children jp patches yeah why is it a bit much i think it's look at it it's where insane. are you gonna put it if you take it down where are you gonna put it that's the problem in your new I'm, gonna, house. I'm gonna have to toss it i'm gonna have to toss <gasps> a lot of this stuff don't i can't keep that. all this junk i can't keep this junk Pat, papers are very thin. Photos are thin. You, you're completely not thinking this through. They take up very little room. There's a picture of when I got to fly with the uh, Blue Angels over there. That's right. There's an autographed picture of Steve Allen. Nobody knows who he is probably anymore. There's a wonderful editorial cartoon, the original. Yes. That David Horsey did the day I got fired. We got fired right. from Cairo yeah. FM that appeared in the, the PI. Yeah, there, it's, all, it's all meaningful Don't, to me, yeah. but, but what do I... Your friend Brian Bassett. There's an autographed picture of his. That's right. Red and Rover. Uh, yeah. That he autographed for. So it's it's a lot of cool stuff. But what do you do? You gotta you you know the old downsizing thing. You have to do this. It, I know. It has to make some hard choices. I remember my mom would always tell the story about her mom, who uh, lived in Chicago, and she came to the point where she's in her 80s now, and she's got to move out of her house, and she doesn't want to. Mm, and that's the, hard. And her son, an adult son, started throwing things out the oh, second story window. Oh, my God. And my mom recalls her mom just weeping and crying as he was doing this. But he was... Because he knew he'd have to deal with it. Well, he knew it, it was time. She had to move. And she, I mean... You can't take it all I, I'm not going to justify that. But, I mean, it's it's painful to people. Because yeah. this is your whole life. This right. is the stuff that means... Every, everything you have has, has is a story attached to it. Right. And when you start saying, geez, you know what? I better start wrapping this story up here. Uh, it's tough, and you got to make some hard choices. There's some things like of my grandfather, whom I never met. Oh, yeah. Because he died in the 40s. Uh, that's his, is that a birth certificate or some kind of thing, a it's, copy uh, of that? It's the, uh, his, um, something dated 1904. Baptism. Yeah, I think that might be, no, nah, he's Intermediate old. Education Board for Ireland Certificate Preparatory. Pre preparatory grade so it's a, like a high school diploma yeah. sort of thing yeah. yeah and that was shortly For, after that he moved uh, to the united algebra states and drawing in french well, I didn't Your know Your father that, spoke French. I didn't think the Irish had any any time for the French. <laughs> uh, surprising. Anyway, uh, so let's get off of that. But, All right. But um so as I was starting to say earlier, 
We uh, are doing this podcast now on the heels of the 4th of July weekend where I went away with my wife and my two dogs for a very extended stay of like 11 days or That's something. That's great. It was really great. It, it was really wonderful. And I basically went back to my hometown of Bend, Oregon. And, and uh, when you go back home again, this isn't true for everybody, but in, that, in this case it is true. You go back and you, you look at a place with new eyes. And I just think that that area down there is so gorgeous there, you look right down the spine of the entire Cascade Range, mm -hmm. and the days were clear and sparkling, and and you could see. We, when we were driving home yesterday, you could see, and in just one little scene in front of you, Mount Jefferson, Mount Hood, mm. St. Helens, mm. Rainier, and Mount Adams, all, wow. all in this one vantage point. That, wow, yeah, it's fantastic. That is fantastic. It really is great. So, uh, but so anyway, we weren't here, and then a neighbor texts us and says, "You know what? It's a good thing you're not here at home right now." Uh oh. Because these two galoots, one in the house right next door, that direction. I know you complain about him every single Fourth of July, Pat. He's a moron. Why don't you have a chat? Go ahead and say what he did, but why don't you have a chat with him? Because he's a moron, and he won't understand. No, no, this is his thing. <laughs> this is his thing. <laughs> it's America. It's America. He can do what he wants, I guess. But he shoots these these ill-begotten rockets off and things like that. And out into, you know, he doesn't care where they land. It can land in someone's uh, tinderbox or they're, they're on top of their house and set their house on fire. Yeah. Gee, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's just, he's just an annoying uh, fellow. But then, then we got some other neighbors back that direction. And apparently it sounded like World War Three going on back there. Oh, my God. They really? had big time. Because we're kind of in an unincorporated area. So, so they're illegal here? Uh, uh, I mean, well, they you can't. Oh, you don't know. Well, I think I think there's no. And it doesn't matter anyway, because they're Ill illegal in my town, like yeah. Forest Park. And what do you hear all night long? All night long. <laughs> Not even just that night. You hear them July 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. That's, that's what gets me. Okay, 4th, okay, go for it. It's the 4th of July. Do your thing. But then, like you say, you hear 5th, 6th, 7th, July 11th, yeah. September 4th, <laughs> November 23rd, you know, April 3rd. I mean, it's, come on. Stop already. Stop. I know, but it's fire and it explodes. Yeah. And I'll I, guarantee I like you, it too. I'll guarantee you, it ain't girls doing it. It's boys. It's the boys. Yeah, it's you're right. It's the boys. You're right. Not that I, not that I have anything against boys. I like boys. Do you? For the most part, but they're always for the behind, most part. They're always behind everything. The blowing off the firecrackers when they shouldn't be. <clears throat> you don't find a bunch of middle-aged women going down to the firecracker shack and going, oh, "These are going to be really good." Well, let's do these, Ethel. Well, no, you know? I know that one of the listeners to our podcast, her dad was a fire marshal. So she said, we never got to do fireworks and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think there is a longing for it that, like, she missed out on something. Didn't you like fireworks as a little girl? Yeah, I liked, <clears throat> and I know what you're going to say, I liked um, the sparklers. Oh, boring. And I liked the snakes. Oh, come on. I knew you were going to say the that. The snakes? Okay, here's what's funny. The snakes, you might as well just take a, a can of spray paint and, and put it on a chair and then just watch it dry. Snakes are boring. No, they're, not. they're not exciting. They don't do anything. Yeah, they don't make a noise. Yeah, but listen, 
there somebody um created a little accessory that goes with the snakes and it's um a little plastic dog that's crouching oh i you don't even have <laughs> yeah, to explain any further that's see, a good did you see your eyes light up when i said yeah, that i'm sorry it's to say. actually pretty funny i'm sure you, you could find i'll find the video on youtube i was just <laughs> laughing my uh, my ass off i thought that was hilarious that, that is kind of funny hey speaking of that and i don't want to get into these uh, topics where you know where it gets uh, scatological or too gross and all of that but why it, not it's, it's our podcast it's part that's yeah, true that's true uh but uh we have i have been blessed with some granddaughters and one of them is four years old about to turn five in a couple of three months wow she's growing up fast yeah and she um she they stayed at our place down in 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 central oregon over the fourth of july and she sat down on the toilet and she was there for a, a quite a lengthy time which and, is normal for a cashman yeah and we'd keep we'd keep saying no she wasn't even reading anything if you can believe it i mean i keep an entire bookcase next did to she, the, was she on her iphone or anything <laughs> no you're just sitting there and, uh, and we keep saying are you okay uh-huh do you need to get down? No. So then finally you can hear, you know, we're out of the room and you can hear. Oh! <laughs> 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 I mean, if, if as an adult, the, I mean, once in a while, if I go to a public restroom, oh you'll hear that. Going, you will? You'll hear it from a no. stall. Yes, don't you People ever hear that? Gr- not in the ladies' room. We, we don't, My wife has heard it in the ladies' room. We don't groan when we're in the um, ladies' normally room. Normally, you would not think so, but she's heard. She's had this observation. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah, ah. I think, oh, man, that's too bad. That's really too bad. It, it would hurt that bad. It could be an exception, but so. So anyway, this little girl is, Like a you know, Johnny Weismuller jumping off a cliff into a river. So this poor little girl gets up, and they're as clean as a whistle. By the way, you don't even have to do any paperwork after a little kid goes. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. And we look in there. You looked Lisa, in there. Lisa. Lisa, this looked like it looked like a battleship. It was it was huge. I, in my entire life, I have never laid an egg like that ever. I couldn't. And this came out of a little teeny kid. Couldn't weigh thirty-five pounds. It was like a, a, a half of her body weight was in in the bowl. <laughs> Did she feel better? Oh, I, can you imagine? And not only that, I, I of course I had to take a picture of it to send to one of my brothers. <laughs> I said, I said this photo does not do this justice. And by the way, I'm not going to post this photo on our <laughs> podcast. But uh, it, I said, not uh, no, not only the dimension of this, <laughs> but, the, but the strata. 
and you could see it was like rock that you've cut away a cliff and you could see the different strata through the centuries and eons oh poor little thing she must have been saving that up for a long that's time. what it was it was like uh a, a it was like four of them at once <laughs> it's like a bunch of trains backed up in the station and then and they all say hold up and they all start leaving at the same time that's what it was Aww. oh man that poor little thing and and then I had confirmation. Well, yeah, she, this happens all the time with her. Although I have to admit, her father said, "I've never seen one like that before." <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I sorry to. That's get, all right. Get into that, but I just it, it it was so amazing. You want to tell somebody about it? Did I ever tell you the story? And take a picture, apparently, of a friend of mine. And I just I promise this will be the end of it. But this guy said when he was in college. He was living in a dormitory at the University of Washington, and nature called, and he happened to be in a, a part of the dormitory that was not near where his room was, but, you know, there he had to go. So he goes in there, goes to the far back stall. I said, I sit down. You always do make a beeline for the, the farthest. Yeah. The farthest place away from the front door when you've got some, yeah. some business that you know is going to be unpleasant. Yes. Not only for yourself, but quite possibly everybody else well for me i i avoid going to public restrooms as much as possible i I, I, like at the airport i i I just say god i really don't want to go in but i have to okay here i I know it's awful yeah i i worked with a girl who would never go at work she wouldn't she'd work all day at the bank when i was working at the bank right she'd work all day at the bank and save it till she got home well i knew a guy i knew a guy that would drive home on his lunch hour for that express purpose right didn't even eat lunch he just went home to do that and come back he also couldn't why do we have so much shame surrounding that well i don't know it's like it's like you you look at like when a kid i used to look at supermodels and these women oh brother are you gonna really say what i think you're gonna say well i just say she can't she must not do that <laughs> it couldn't be but of course you're a human it's part of uh, i know so stupid it but is stupid anyway uh, oh and then i know a guy whose wife uh is asian and and in her case uh very very observant culturally of all things uh in her family uh-huh. her mom and dad and everybody live in town and uh and so she was too ashamed to um, go to the bathroom in, in their house, even after they were married. And so she'd jump in the car and drive to her mom's house to go. Wow. This went on for years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. So anyway, back to the college guy that went to the back stall. Yeah. And I like going to the back stall like you, except all back stalls now are mm-hmm. for wheelchair accessible. And I say, well, okay, I don't care. I'm going in here. Yeah, and then if a guy comes in in a wheelchair, I'll say, "Hang on, I'm yeah. almost done." Here. Not that you're going to want to come in here after I'm done. <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, it's not anyway. So this guy in college goes into this back stall, and he does his thing. And he gets up and he looks back and he goes, "Oh my God, oh Lord, oh that, that looks like a little girl made that. That is unbelievable." <laughs> no, it was just, it was just. He said, "I couldn't believe it." I, it's like. It's like I my somehow my leg had fallen into the toilet. It was just Why enormous. Do you, first of all, I don't look. Why do you look? I don't want to see. Well, you need to look. No, you don't need to look. You don't? I, you don't look back? No way. Why would I want to look at it? You could see if you have some problems. 
No, seriously, I'm serious about this. What, there could be what, blood in your stool. I mean, there's things that you should observe just to see. Hmm, I, I don't remember no, eating that. No, don't tell me I, there's things I should. I don't want to look at it. I'll, my body will tell me another way. You don't, there's something wrong with it. So you don't ever look back? No. So you're a forward Occasionally thinker. I'll you're catch a forward thinker. You never look back. Occasionally I'll catch a glimpse. Ugh. But beyond that, I'm not oh. studying it. That, no, no. I'm not saying you study. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about I just want to get... Get it done well, and I over agree. with. I agree. I, I'm very quick, though, too. I've had, um, I dated a guy once who said, You are like the quickest pooper in the world. What a sweet thing because to say. Because he would be in there for seriously like 30 minutes or an hour. And what? what? Yeah. And, and he would actually fall asleep on the toilet. <laughs> and the, oh, if man. we were out and I said, oh, I really got to go. And um, I he goes, Okay, well, I'll wait here. And he, he, I guess. Thought I would take as much time as he took, so he'd be have a book or going, and I'd be like, rit, rit, and I'd be right back out. He goes, "Did you go? Yeah, I went. Did you wash your? Yes, I did everything. It's fast. It's fast and easy, hmm. and I don't look back. That's probably the other thing that speeds I, up the process. Well, I would be interested to know uh, if people listening who have probably stopped <laughs> listening by now, and I'm sorry. <laughs> But I would no. I'd be interested to know if the majority of people don't look back. I I I think you would. I think you should. I just can't imagine saying, what oh, the point that's, is. That's looking good. Well, I mean, you just you might. What there are might you be supposed to be looking for? In, I guess there's information about your health. Um, what is it? Is a post-it note going to come out and say <laughs> you better get this checked? Not, not unless you eat a post-it note. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. All right, so anyway, back to the guy who looked at it and thought his leg fell into and it. He, and he, he tried, he, he couldn't, it wouldn't go. He you know, tried to fly, it was just, it was. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he said it actually, if you looked at it and squatted down and looked at it on a horizontal, it was actually coming, you could see the, like an iceberg coming up. It was that, that enormous. So he said, I, there's nothing I could do, so I just... And you don't want to leave it there. It's a public restroom. No, he had to leave it there. No. That's what he did. So he left it there, and because it wasn't in, in his his side of the dormitory, he said, I, nobody will know. Oh, nobody my will know. God. I guess there's nothing you can do. No, there's nothing he can do. So the the end of the story is that... Thank goodness. Two days later, two days later... <laughs> He happens to be walking by the door of that restroom, oh, no. and there is a note posted on the door. What did it say? It said, come in and look at a world record. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I was so torn. Yeah. He said, I wanted to say, hey, I did that. I'm a world record holder. But he, he said, I couldn't. It just had to be my private my private glory, not public. Oh, Are we done? No, we're not quite okay. done, I guess. Uh, oh, so to end a more uh, sober note. Yes. Uh, we One of the days, I uh, got together with one of my brothers and some other friends. Um, I forget who else. Oh, um, hmm. oh, and then the son of my late brother. And some other people, and we all went out to the golf course, where my late brother Sean, who died in January, yeah, uh, got a hole in one. 
Oh, that's nice. We, so we're gonna go, we're gonna go out and commemorate his hole in one. That's nice. Play. Now the story of the hole in one, I won't go over all the details again, <laughs> but the hole in one was one that he he asserts that he did make, and I don't have any reason to doubt him. But he didn't actually have any witnesses there. He was golfing by himself. Oh, so yeah. You know, technically those aren't supposed to count, but who cares? You know, he knows that he made the hole in one, and he was very excited, and so. We go out there, and his son, wonderful kid, um, he had been noticeably, how, how do I put this? He'd been noticeably um, unemotional from the time his dad died. How old is he? Uh, 20s, mm. early 20s. And he was very businesslike about taking care of the arrangements and all of that afterwards and stuff. But he never, he never really, uh, I never saw him demonstratively emotional or teary uh, mm. you know that kind of thing during the time but we go to this hole it's the 14th hole at this golf course and uh we're all lining up we're, we got we got some crown royal we're all gonna take a swig and then nice. you know pictures and stuff and and then he walks over to his golf cart and he just loses it oh. and he didn't know and he said later he said i didn't know it'd be this hard <clears throat> and it was really hard on me but in a way, I felt like that's good. I mean, this had to happen. I mean, you can't. You bet. You got. You can't just ignore how you really feel about all of this. And so it was really kind of a lovely moment mm. in a lot of ways. Did we get a hole in one on that hole? Yeah, Wouldn't that have been? You? Would that have been the great ending to the right. story? No, we did not. But we got birdies on that hole, and then I made a ridiculous putt that I wouldn't, couldn't make again in a thousand. Really? Years. It was long, had to go around different angles, up and down the green. I, I said, well, I'm just gonna launch it. I, I had no idea what Unbelievable. this Unbelievable. almost came to a stop and then dropped into the hole. So we, we suspect Sean might have had something to do with that. At least that's what we like to say. Absolutely. Yeah. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.